Hello and welcome to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Each week on the show, I talk about different aspects of pricing, sometimes with interviewees and sometimes just on my own, but also about how to manage finances in your small business. Pricing is one of the biggest issues in every small business, as this can be the difference between making a profit and making a loss. So I hope to inspire you with interesting stories and practical tips about how to improve your pricing and make more money in your business. I have a background in corporate businesses and have now brought this to the small business world. And I want to inspire you that you can put your prices up at any time and make more money. Hello and welcome to today's show. Today I'm talking to Rachel Spencer. Rachel is a publicity expert and is amazing at getting press coverage for all sorts of different things and people. Today, I'm talking to Rachel about how raising your profile can help you raise your prices. And I think it's a really important thing to think about how exposure and media coverage and things can really make a difference to the people's perception of you and also how in demand you are. And I love some of Rachel's examples in the show. So welcome to the show and today on the podcast I've got Rachel Spencer. Hi Rachel, introduce yourself. Hi Sally, thank you so much for having me on the show. So I'm Rachel Spencer and I have a few different hats. So I'm a freelance journalist, I write stories for national newspapers here in the UK and I also help small business owners in the pet industry raise their profiles. So I help them get media coverage and I help them create content on their own platforms so they get known by more people and make more sales. That's great. And, and and Rachel is really, really good at getting publicity, I can tell you. So today we're going to talk about how raising your profile can help raise your prices. So definitely I have found that since I kind of put myself out there, raising my profile definitely means that people start to approach me about things. And therefore, I think you can you can definitely command a different level of pricing. But t- tell me a bit about what you think about all of that. Yes, I completely agree. And oh, we've just been talking before we hit the record button, haven't we, about about getting yourself out there and how it is quite scary, isn't it? And we were talking about the different levels of getting ourselves out there. Um, now, I'm not. I'm going to really try really hard not to talk about dog dog businesses and pet businesses in this podcast because I know your listeners are from all walks of life. Oh yeah, but, do do they? Because everybody loves a everybody loves a pet. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, but I think the advice that I share with the pet business owners it's the it's the same whether you've got a yoga business or whatever business that you've got it you know the advice is the same and I think when we put ourselves out there we can feel quite vulnerable um particularly if we're putting ourselves out there as an expert like you know you'll you'll have walked this path yourself Sally when you went from being an accountant in a workplace in the corporate world to being Sally the accountant who's actually out there trying to get her own clients when we're doing stuff, when we're putting ourselves out there and telling people about what we do, it can be quite scary, can't it? Absolutely terrifying, and... because you'll suddenly realise that it's all about you and not about the, like I used to work for Channel 4, and it's all about Channel 4, and I'm just a cog in a wheel. Suddenly, oh no, actually my business is all about me and my personal brand, and that's really, really scary. Isn't it? So I still have this thing about the personal brand thing, and I think, Oh my gosh, I feel like someone off The Apprentice when I talk about personal brand because it's like I've worked in newspapers for years, everyone's really down to earth, very straight talking and the idea of, you know, someone having a personal brand is like who do they think they are? But that's that's probably one of the problems that I had that I had and I still have because I think 
you know, who do I, you know, what if people think, who do I think I am? What if people think, who am I to say I'm an expert? What if people think, you know, what she doesn't know what she's talking about? But the reality is, if we're not going around telling people how we can help them, then how do we get clients in the first place? And the more people who know that we can help them, the more people know about our area of expertise, the more referrals we get, and then the more we can increase our prices because we've, we're now getting people, as you said earlier, coming to us rather than us scrapping around trying to find people. So the more you raise the profile, the more choosy you can be. And when you get to that point, the more selective you can be rather. Um, and when you get to that point, that's when you can start looking um, looking at your pricing and thinking, actually, you know, I can be a little bit more exclusive. I can put the price tag up a little bit. Um, but, and it also builds your confidence as well. You know, when you're being asked to go and talk in a Facebook group or if you're being asked to go on the radio and talk about your own expertise, that's going to build your confidence. And with confidence comes you know, the, the ability to put the prices up. Yeah, that's it. Because I definitely found like the first time I went into a Facebook group and stuff, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. People are not going to, you know, people are not going to listen to me. And then suddenly you realise that people are then coming on your list or they're commenting and saying they thought it was great. And you're like, oh, oh, oh actually, maybe, maybe I am a bit more of an expert. And again, like you say, the confidence grows and you kind of think, oh, actually, now I am a bit of an expert. I still think it's terrifying, but how do you get people to take that first step? So we talked a bit about kind of social media is one thing, then presenting in groups is another, but how do you kind of persuade people that getting out there is important and that it can really increase your own value? Okay, so it's really interesting because different people respond in different ways. So when I have people come to me, whether they come and join my Facebook group or they listen to the podcast or they come and do my free publicity challenge that I run like a couple of, a few times a year, people will come to me at different stages. Now, some people will be like, oh my gosh, I really want to get some press coverage. I really want to get in, you know, my local paper or I want to get into like this particular magazine. I know you can help me and I'm going to learn on this challenge or I'm going to listen to your podcast. Or I'm going to book a power hour and I'm going to get to that point. And it's like, great, okay, this is what you need to do. This is, these are the steps you need to follow. And it is, it's quite straightforward. It really, you know, writing a press release, you know, it's a formula. It's just like a jigsaw that you put together. Going and getting media requests is easy to do if you want to apply yourself and do that. But the other, the other, the other kind of customer that I have, and I actually really love working with, is people who, who feel like they haven't got any stories or they haven't got anything interesting to say or nobody will be interested in them or they aren't an expert and honestly like I look at these people particularly with the dog trainers and they'll have been to university they will have like an acronyms after the name like you know like this the, the length of a dictionary and I'm like you are an expert oh my god like you are an expert and people need to know about what you do and with the dog trainers in particular um and this would apply to any business. This would apply to you if, you, if you're like a yoga instructor and you help people have people become more active and more healthy so they live longer lives. We have to think about the, trans, we think about the transformation, don't we? So recently I've been going in a lot of groups um, and I've been talking to a lot of dog trainers and they have this big thing where they can't say they're an expert and they worry about other, other professionals going, who, who does she think he is or who do they think they are and having a go at them. Um, which is wrong anyway, but anyway, they need to be out there. And the story that I tell when I go into groups now, and I only really nailed this a few months ago, is to tell this story about my old dog, Daisy, and basically she was nearly shot by a farmer. She ran off in a field full of sheep. It was awful. These two farmers were chasing around on quad bikes with guns and they were saying, we're going to shoot your dog. If you don't get back, she's going to be, we're going to shoot her. And it was horrific. This was about 12 years ago. 
anyway, um, I managed to get her back. She didn't get shot, thank God. I went to see a dog trainer, but he was really traditional. He used really old-fashioned methods. And because of that, I never... I went to this one session. I was like, oh, God, I can't do that again. And Daisy had to stay on the lead. She didn't have the freedom. She couldn't go off and run on the beach because I was too scared of something happening to her. I mean, she did occasionally, but only when I felt really safe. And that was because I didn't know of a dog trainer who could help me. Now, fast forward, I've got my new dog, Patch. So I lost Daisy three years ago, got Patch around this time three years ago. And then I found the right dog trainer and she could help me and she could help with the recall and all the things that, that I want for my dog so he can have a really have really happy, fun life and I can have a really brilliant time with him as an owner and give him the best life possible. And then when I'm talking to the dog trainers and I'm saying, you need to be out there, I'm saying, you want to have dog owners like me and Patch, not dog owners like me and Daisy who feel that there isn't help out there, who feel that they're not understood. And that's when the penny drops and they go, okay, I'm going to be brave, I'm going to try and do this stuff. And it's really good to see, actually. So the people who don't believe they've got a story or the people who've got so much knowledge and they're like, I'm holding it back, I'm holding it back because I'm scared. But actually, when you share a personal story sometimes, they're like, oh, okay, I get it. I want to, do, you know, I want to do this. Well, and I think it's the thing about, like, actually how many times do you tell people or do you tell people how you can help them and what you can do because I think it's really tempting we all just think well obviously everybody knows what I do they might know that you're a dog trainer but they're like well how what how would I choose you versus anybody else it's a bit like accountants you know how do I choose one accountant from another and if you're not talking about why you're different I think it it's really hard then for people to pick you out you know you kind of you know there are hundreds of everything you know there are plenty of people who do publicity there's loads of pricing people there's loads of accountants you actually have to find something that's kind of like well why would people pick you and do they know do people know the right your audience know why they should pick you as well and I think we all don't tell people enough or I definitely don't tell people enough what we do and how we can help people do you know what? It's so interesting um, that you say that because you're right. Like we tell people about what we've got going on and, you know, we've got that you might say I've got this masterclass and it'll help you price your online course or whatever. But what you probably what, what we what we what we don't share really is like the kind of what we do differently and what makes us us and what the you know, what it's really like to work with us. So like I was talking to Louise Humphrey, who we both know. Um, Louise was in the mastermind with Sally and I. Um, and she runs a Pilates, she's got a Pilates business and she's now got a Canicross business. Um, and I was talking to Louise and she was talking about a challenge that she's doing, she's putting on and she was set, and I was saying, look, what people really need to know about you is that it's like you've got like 20 sets of eyes. So even though they're doing Pilates online, you can see what every single person on that Zoom call is doing. And you'll say, you know, Rachel, lift your leg up or, you know, Sarah, you need to breathe or, you know, John, you need to do this. That's what people really need to know because people might be sitting there thinking, oh, I don't think Pilates online will be like being in a studio. So that's what they might need to know from Louise. Like with me, what people might need to know um, is that, you know, I will do that really gentle handholding if they need it. And I will also do that, oh my God, you know, I'm just going to make this work for you and I'm going to go like hell for leather to get you in this newspaper or magazine as well. But I will do the real nurturing. Like with you... What I love about, you know, we've worked together, you've helped me with, the, we've had power hours, you've helped me with a problem that I had in my business. Um, and you're just so straight talking and you keep it simple. So you just, you know, you just keep it really simple. I don't need to know, like, I don't need to know about spreadsheets and all of that. I don't, I don't like numbers. I, they fry my tiny mind. So, 
but you make it dead simple. So that's what people need to know about you, that numbers don't need to be scary um, and that actually the solutions that you're going to give them are going to really help them in the business and also that you're really warm and friendly, but very straight talking. So you're right. I think it's, you know, talking about why we're different is really important and we can do that on social media and we can do that in our own content. We can do that in guest content like what we're doing today, me being on your podcast. Um, And I think for me... um, for my clients and for like what I do, my kind of area of, of expertise as in getting people into big newspapers or even, you know, whatever publication they, they really want to target, that's really kind of elevating them. That's like the cherry on the icing on the top of the cake. That's how I see getting press coverage. So there's loads of stuff we can do ourselves to get our messages out there. Often we don't tell the stuff that people really need to hear. And like we're both having light bulb moments now, aren't we, as we're chatting. We can get ourselves out there on our social media. Then we can get ourselves out there on our website. Then we might have a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever. Then we can go and get ourselves out there on other people's platforms. And then we can go and get ourselves out there on mainstream titles, local newspapers, larger publications where the reach is going to be, you know, the reach is just going to be magnified so much. Like even if you go onto a local newspaper website, the traffic that they're getting, the, the numbers on their social media pages are just off the scale. So unless like we're talking about, you know, Mrs. Hinge, your average your average, um, you know, person you go and guest on with a podcast will not have like that level of social media followers. So, so yeah, so that's kind of why it works really. But you have to be brave to put yourself out there. And sometimes people need handholding. Um, and, you know, that's kind of quite, I quite like doing, to be honest. Yeah. And I think it's definitely that thing of kind of go in front of other people's audiences. And, you know, I talk a lot about whether you should work for free and all that sort of thing. And But this is kind of really going, you know, whether it's about exposure and it's like, sometimes it is genuinely exposure. You know, I've go on other people's podcasts. You know, I went on Janet Murray. She's got a massive audience. You know, you've been on it as well. You know, massive audience. So I reach a whole load of people that I would just never be able to reach. And yes, I don't get paid for doing that, but actually it definitely moves my business forward. So it's being very conscious about actually what you put time and energy into. And often guesting on podcasts and things actually doesn't take hours of preparation either. You know, it maybe takes you half an hour to think about it, you know. But most of the stuff, if you're talking about stuff you're an expert in, you almost never need to do loads and loads of preparation for. And I think, you know, it's thinking about that and being conscious but picking the right publicity for you and the right ways of doing it yeah I agree I think with what you've just said with the podcast um the podcast thing is really it's really um it's a really good point actually so I've um I've been trying to obviously get myself out there for the last couple of years um which I've been doing and I've been you know it's scary and also I think I think it helps actually that I'm fairly new to putting myself out there so I kind of you know I I understand what what my clients will be going through um but one of the things that's been like last year I thought right I want to get some press coverage for myself and it felt a bit weird because I've been a journalist for years and I still am so me putting myself forward as a journalist to get press coverage is like oh this is just too weird but anyway I thought okay I want to be I'm going to pick three places that I want to go and get in and I'm going to walk the walk and do what I tell my clients to do so I got in the Warrington Guardian my old local paper talking about my podcast I got in um, Prolific North, which is a big uh, media website in the north, talking about, I think it was like a QA, and a it was like a day in the life or something like that, so that was great. Um, and then I got on Pet Gazette, which is an industry title for the pet industry, so again, really great um, platform for me to be on, and that was talking about launching the podcast. But um, And that was great, um, the Pet Gazette one was really good, Warrington Guardian one's lovely, that's where I used to work. 
the prolific north is great because it's it's media related but being on someone like janet's podcast was fantastic for me my visibility because they're her listeners are small business owners who want to understand how to get their businesses out there aren't they um and you know I'm, i was talking about awareness days on there you were talking about pricing but you know for our areas um having access to that huge audience was brilliant so actually when i'm dealing with my when i'm I get my um, my membership clients and my coaching clients to create a, like a media wish list, and that's what I do on the challenge as well, but on a smaller scale. And I used to, you know, years ago it would have been, well, you know, let's just get you in your local paper or in a national or in a dog magazine. Now it's been really strategic and thinking about those podcasts, those blogs, those influencers they can work with, who are going to bring, um, going to bring more of the people who really who are going to buy from them or who are going to work with them, um, going to put them in front of that audience. So, so yeah, the media is really changing. It's constantly changing, and the advice that I'm giving is constantly evolving. And the results that people get are really like Louise is working with Run Mummy, Run Mummy, Run even, um, and she's worked with some other like running influencers, which is brilliant. She's also been in dog magazines and running magazines, but she's working with these big influencers. So it's about trying lots of different things, isn't it? Yeah, and I think these days as well, like actually, you don't you don't need to be in a big national newspaper so you don't you know where there's lots of limited column inches and stuff like that there are loads of different opportunities and small ones if you go into someone's membership or someone's facebook group you know it doesn't have to be perfect you can just turn up and talk yeah one of the things i like about podcasts is you can just turn up and have a chat i really like that people don't expect smooth polished clean you know it doesn't have to be all of those things you need to know what you're talking about and make sure you're not you know you're not jabbering on about nothing in particular but you don't need to have a polished set of slides and be all corporate and all of that sort of thing these days I think that's really that's really changed a lot yeah I'm glad you don't have to be polished that's good because I'm not very <laughs> no, polished not you know me Sally <laughs> <laughs> um yeah what I would say about the what I would say about the big prestigious titles so you know the Telegraph Forbes the Guardian Mail Online love it or hate it Mail Online you get yourself on there you know it's massive for you um, is it's prestigious isn't it so a lot of people do like to have that particularly if you're an expert um, to have that banner across the bottom of your website with as seen in which is brilliant and you know it's my, my clients have those it's wonderful to see them um, and that does help you know it does help help with your reputation your credibility um, you know it really it's it's fantastic and people love it what I would say though like when it comes to um, when it comes to choosing your media is you know we have to think about like the community that you're serving and pitching, you know, choosing the right media as well. So like one of my clients, um, Karen, she's a dog trainer over in Wales. And while it might be really great for her to be in like your dog magazine, um, you know, it would look great on a website if it was, you know, as featured in your dog. What she's done really well with is being in local magazines. She's got like a column in one of her, in one of the magazines that goes out in Wrexham. She has a monthly column. Um, whenever she sends an idea off to her local papers, they, they use it, it goes online and in the paper. They even put like a phone number in and her email address. It's just like a free advert. It's amazing. So that's worked really well for her. And then I've got another lady who's in my free Facebook group. She's not a client, but I, you know, I speak to her a lot and she's just amazing, Vicky Gunn. Um, she runs a beach hut business. Now she's had, she has had an amazing, like she's really good at content marketing. So she's got brilliant a brilliant website her blogs are amazing and whenever you google blog friendly beach huts she comes up top of google she's even got like the box around her she's like featured snippets so she's done really well um 
but she's featured in Forbes, The Telegraph, uh, Daily Mail. She's been on BBC. She's been on a TV programme with Alan Carr. She's been on the BBC homepage. She's had loads and loads of coverage. Um, but the thing that happened for her as well this year um, was that Mrs Hinch went to stay and Mrs Hinch then shared it on shared on Instagram and then like Vicky had to Vicky's phone was literally melting for days like her beach huts were booked fully booked for the whole of last this happened in October fully booked for the whole of last year and all of this year so she's put her prices up by 25% because she can do because it's like she's so sought after and then the Mrs Hinge story ended up going on OK Magazine's website and they gave her a backlink as well. So it was like, oh my God, this is a total dream. But Vicky had spent years making that happen. She'd, and Mrs Hinge just messaged her on Instagram. But she'd spent years doing all that content marketing and creating this beautiful content that got her in front of this huge influencer. And then that absolutely, you know, just sent her business off the, off the scale. So it's a long game as well. Um, and I think with publicity, like the reason why Vicky's done so well is because, you know, when a journalist is, you, you want to be showing up for what you're, you want to be showing up for what you do in Google. Um, so when a journalist is from, from the Telegraph or the Times or wherever is searching for dog-friendly beach huts or beach huts for, for, for families, um, then they're going to find you. So you have to do all that legwork. You have to do your own content. You have to do your social media. You have to do the making sure that people know about you and getting all the guest bloggers and little guest bloggers to write about you. Um, and then you get the Mrs. Hinches and the Telegraphs and the Forbes, but you have to do all the like all the donkey work beforehand. That most a lot of people want to skip, but or think, oh, blogging's rubbish or irrelevant or whatever. But actually, you need to be you need to be yeah, doing and that. you need to show up regularly so that people can see your content. You know, whether that I've had a couple of people recently come to me through Instagram and they're like, oh, I've been following you for a while. Would you like to come and do X, Y, Z? And it's great. And I'm suddenly like, oh been on Instagram probably for a year putting out regular content and I'm like now it's finally you know that's the first time that's happened and it just it's a lot it is unfortunately a long game but people need to be able to see what you're putting out if you're hiding everything away and not really putting out any content people have no idea who you are or what you're doing you know people can't we all think people magically know what we do I mean even my friends and family don't all know what I do properly so if you're not telling them it's kind of you're not telling anybody yeah and also when you are putting yourself out there you know you are you connecting with people you're and you're also whatever industry you're in you're getting tagged you're showing up on google you're getting invited to go and talk in facebook groups and none of that can happen if you're hiding away um and it is it is scary and i still feel scared about it now it's not been that long for me you know been like coming up for three years since I've really started putting myself out there properly. Um, not even that, actually, like two and a half years. Um, and it still feels like sometimes I'll write a social media post and I'll literally be like putting my hands over my eyes as I press the send button on the keyboard because you're like, oh, can I really say this? And I'm, I, have my, I have this with my members where they're like, can I really send this pitch? And I'm like, just press the send button, you can do this. Well, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, some of it's going, well, what's the worst that can happen? And kind of just getting yourself out there if you look at lots of people's things like instagram reels particularly like social media at the moment reels you know they're not you know saying before they're not polished and perfect and actually that's a good thing you start to see the people behind the kind of personal brand thing but you know i was very corporate when i first came out and started doing my business and now i'm like well i can still choose what i share i don't have to share everything and all of that sort of thing but actually i also 
can choose to share some personal stuff about me rather than it being all yeah. about the business all of the time. Definitely. Um, and yeah, the re- I've only just started doing reels myself and I was like, oh, I can't do reels, I can't do reels. I felt really self-conscious. Um, just about silly things about, you know, me, I've got a really broken nose, for example, and my teeth are a bit wonky. And I just thought, you know what? Like, why am I being silly? Why am I just being like a teenager? I just need to get on with it. Yeah. So I'm just like, I would love to get my nose straightened and I'm working <laughs> on my teeth. But also it's like, you know, I'm just somebody talking about how someone can help get publicity for the business. I'm not like a, I'm not trying to be like a Kardashian. So just need to get on with it, don't you? But also you are the person behind the brand. If people get to know you they will be attached they you know people people buy people they don't buy brand names actually and if you are a if you are considered a human being then actually people can relate to that you know you always you talk a lot about your dog and all that sort of thing and that's you know dog people will migrate to that sort of thing because everybody loves that sort of thing on instagram definitely yeah one of my clients ali her name is she runs this um she has this platform called remarkable and it's like an online puppy um, resource and if you've got a puppy you, you sign up and you get emails every week it's like what you, what to expect when you're expecting but for, for puppies anyway she is um, she's doing reels and she's doing really well with them and one of the things one of the reels she did the other day was where she she had an old video of her old of her puppy like he's like a dog he's like a fully grown dog now but when Indy her dog was a little pup she was playing this game with him it was like a tug game you know like where they're playing with the tug toy and she didn't let him win the game soon enough because the idea is you let the dog win the game and then it's really rewarding. And you can see him on this video and he kind of plays for a bit and then he goes, oh, I'm fed up now. And he runs off and goes in his crate. And she's sharing this as a puppy trainer. And it's like, she sa- she's saying, you know, I got it wrong here. And people, it, this reel just went crazy. It got like 8,000 views within a few hours. And it was because she was saying, actually, you know, I got it wrong here. And this is, this is me. And sometimes we get it wrong but this is what I'm and that ties into what she's doing now helping puppy owners get it right so yeah it's fascinating isn't it yeah I think so big yeah we're all human beings nobody gets it right all of the time and and I think there's always thing about perfection on social media and you know in general I think to just kind of not ever show the warts and all bit and I think sometimes showing some of your warts you don't need to show all of them but choosing some of the ones that you might share particularly those that might help your business but also, you know, I talk a lot about the fact that I've got kids and that that's part of the reason I have flexible, want flexible working and things like that. And that's an important part of my brand. But lots of people choose not to talk about their children at all or even mention it. So and I think it, it kind of it's, it's entirely up to you what you share and, and, and how you want to come across, really. But the more you can share that's a bit more personal and that makes you more of a human being, I think, makes it much easier for people to want to buy from you. Definitely. So so we're talking about this on social media and this also ties in with when you're when you're looking to raise your profile and get publicity so let's say if so i've got a client kim and she when we first started working together i said to her okay tell me all of the story tell me about everything about you tell me all of your kind of you know tell me what stories you've got and she went oh i've not got any stories and then it turned out she had loads of stories so she had one about how she'd been a school nurse and then she'd had a health condition and she got her 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 dog to help her with a health condition so that ended up being a story about life-saving Labradors. Then she had another story about how she'd taken a dog to um, a boot camp, not like a fitness boot camp, a behaviour boot camp, because he had, he'd been attacked and he had problems, so they went to this boot camp. And then that ended up going in the Telegraph about how she took a dog to, a, you know, her dog had emotional problems and she went to see a doggy therapist. And then she's just come out with story after story after story. And actually, when you share your personal stories, 
sometimes you can get publicity for your business by sharing a personal story rather than a story about your business. And that's going to be much more interesting to a journalist from like the mail or the telegraph than you saying, oh, I make, you know, I, I do yoga or, you know, I make t-shirts or whatever. If you're sharing a personal story about something that's happened to you, your business will always be mentioned, sometimes not by name, but the, the journalist will always say what you do. Um, and that's, that means that you are getting that visibility. You are being seen in these huge publications um, by simply talking about a personal story. Like Louise again, talking about Louise again, poor Louise. Um, she did a story about the menopause and how her dog had helped with the menopause. Um, and the headline was menopause. <laughs> And it was in the Daily Mail. But do you know what? They did, there was like four ladies talking about the pets and how it helped them with the menopause. Um, and they linked back to her website. So a link back from the mail is like huge. So again, it was talking about being a Pilates instructor. So it was relevant to her business. Um, and yeah, you know, just a really interesting piece of content as well. So she talked about the menopause loads on social media. So I knew that she would, you know, I knew that she would be a potential ideal ideal case study for this story so the personal stories work when it comes to publicity and if you are looking to get publicity for your business and you want to be in big titles even your local papers um, local magazines then think about something that's not just this is me and this is what I do you've got there's got to be a story there it's really important but I definitely think that as well that getting publicity getting in demand you know talking about you know with the beach huts and stuff actually if you can get out there and, and get in demand you can start to start to charge more for things and and generally you know you might be fully booked which is also the goal of everybody which is I've got more clients than I can cope with so you can put your prices up yeah I mean Vicky with the beach huts is a beach hut expert now because she's built that authority by appearing in all of these fantastic publications so she you know she is a beach hut expert and she will have calls from researchers and all kinds of people um, around that topic so it's just amazing for her yeah so I think any time you want to think about, like, if you think that it's not really worth it getting publicity, think again, because it definitely, you know, you might not go viral, but I think that getting in front of the right sorts of audiences for you and getting in front of some different audiences as well is also a really good thing. Like, it's very tempting, like, for you, Rachel, to be always in front of dog businesses or pet businesses, whereas actually being, like you say, in front of like someone like Janet's audience, where actually it's not predominantly pet businesses, gives you a whole different audience and kind of different strand to your business as well yeah and also that audience refers you so if they've like if someone's heard me on janet's podcast and they've got a friend who's a dog walker they'll say oh i've listened to this girl who helps pet businesses you know get more you know get out there um and people just you that's when the tagging you know you get tagged on social media posts and you get people listening to your podcast or joining your facebook group or and they're you know they are the people who really want to hear from you which is great yeah you know, easy publicity but it doesn't yeah it's all quite yeah it takes time and effort and and thought I think making sure you're not just kind of scattergunning for everything you just kind of I pick you know people that I go to speak in their groups particularly if it's for free I really look at whether their audience is the right fit for me and whether I'm likely to get clients from it because if I get one or two clients from it then then that's fine um, but if they're not a good fit then then actually you just go well actually that's not that's not for me this time and and but also don't underestimate how things that may not seem like the most amazing fit might just work really really well so if it's not too much effort for you then then try and take as many opportunities as you can as well yeah definitely so like one of the ladies who I work with, she's got this product, it's called the Dog Gate, and um, 
and we were looking at you know where she wanted to get it featured and she said oh do you know what these gates are really good for caravans so if people have got a caravan they can have the caravan door open but the dog's going to not run off and they can have the air going and stuff so she ended up pitching to loads of caravan magazines and they all said yes so like your first your first thought would be okay i've got i've got a product for dogs and i want to reach all the dog titles but actually doing something a little bit different got loads of brilliant coverage for julie and her product which was great i mean it's not a pricing thing i guess but it was definitely a sales thing she did get a lot of sales from it so that was really good but yeah i think it's all about trying to grow your business and pricing is all about earning more money without working hopefully too much harder so that's part of it well it's been lovely to chat to you today where can people find you where's the best place Oh, thanks, Sally. So if you want to find me, I'm on all platforms at Rachel Spencer UK. So that's Rachel, just E-L. Um, and my website is publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk. And I also have a podcast as well, also called Publicity for Pet Businesses. And that's our every Thursday. And honestly, like I said earlier, if you're looking to get publicity, just take out the pet bit and put in yoga and all of the advice will be pretty similar. Brilliant. Thanks ever so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Sally. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. Do rate and review Five Star, obviously, if you can, wherever you get your podcasts so that more people can hear about my pricing tips. You can find me on Instagram at The Pricing Queen, where I share more pricing tips. So do let me know what you thought of today's episode. I'll see you soon.